Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sherman and Tingle in the morning. Update. Tingle has been found after being stranded in the state of Alabama. Yeah, man, what a whirlwind weekend. I'm going to start this story by kind of backtracking about some things that I've had with my daughter. So remember I told you the story over Christmas how she broke down and said, uh, 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 I mean, hysterically broke down. Because she uh, didn't want to be an education major anymore. And she was holding that. And she was, you know, just totally broke her down. And then her boyfriend broke up with her. She was massively upset. Wanted to take a break from the University of Alabama. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we said, no problem. We're going to do that. And this weekend, we went to Alabama to get all her stuff and bring it back home. Clothes. All that stuff. Now, in going down there... Her roommate uh, and her haven't been talking, so you know it's kind of an awkward thing there, right? Um, when she had to move out, and then while we were there, her ex-boyfriend got in contact with her and wanted to say goodbye because he knew that she was leaving. Which I said there was a bad idea; she shouldn't meet the guy because I know she's fragile right now. It sounds like a reality show. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's I can see there's a lot of nerves and tension going through her. And then what happens over the weekend while there? Uh, she starts vomiting, vomiting again. And if you remember, back in the summer, I had to spend five days down there with her in the hospital because she was getting sick for four to five days straight. And when I say, you know, it's, I know it's a little bit early in the morning to be talking about this, but when I say she got sick, you know, she was getting sick and there's only, you know, five minute breaks between getting sick for four days straight. It's nonstop getting sick. Yeah. And there's nothing coming out. Just, you know, nothing. You're just pure heaving at this point. So that was then. So she's doing that again. I'm like, we're like, I mean, there's no stop. There's no, nothing we can do. So take her to one ER. And she, it was early in the morning when she started. So we got in there and it's pretty early. She got in, they gave her IVs and fluids. And by, by the way, she didn't eat or, or drink anything for 24 hours leading up to that because she was starting to feel it. Then she's in there. She's taking the IVs, getting some fluids. They give her some medication. She's starting to feel better, and she's kind of resting it off. And they say, all right, well, you're done. You know, you can you can leave now because now it's starting to get busy. They need the, the hospital yeah. rooms. So she leaves. We get home. But an hour later, starts hurling again. You got to be kidding me. So now I'm thinking that, that was one hospital, okay, in one town. Now I'm going, okay, now I got to take her to Birmingham. A bigger hospital, see if they can, you know, fix it. We get there, and it's like, 
you know it's a bad ER when they have a police station inside and it's <laughs> massively packed with people. She's not getting it. She's sitting in a chair, just throwing up in a bag in the lobby. You know, people are just looking at her. She can't stop. Yeah. Just nonstop gagging. Everybody's moving away so from her. I, I'm sure. I feel bad for her. Yeah, I feel super bad for her. I said, Kayla, we're not getting. We've been there for like almost an hour and a half. I said, Kayla, let's get out of here. I'd rather have you at the back of the hotel room where you're comfortable in the shower, having the hot water on. Or that's the only thing that made her comfortable. So we leave because nothing we can do. And she is completely sick. We take her to another ER, another one. This time we waited for about three hours to get in. And it's now it's like almost three o'clock in the morning and I'm with her. She finally gets in the ER. They take her in there. They give her the same stuff. IV, anti-nausea medication. It temporarily satisfies her. And she's so exhausted that she starts falling asleep. Now she's sleeping there. And they eventually wake her up and say, all right. Get there's, out. There's nothing else we can do for you. We, you know, because they need the bed because there's, there's so many people at, this, at, this, at the ERs. So we take her back home. And it's the morning. We're about to fly back on Sunday morning. And then on the way to the airport, just nonstop. Blah, 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 blah. Can't fly. Can't take her. So you missed your flights. So April, she says, I'll stay down here. You go back to work. Because the last time I stayed down there, she goes, this time I'll stay down here. You go ahead and do it. So I fly back. And she's at another ER. This is a third ER. And she was waiting in the ER lobby for six hours. Finally gets seen at like uh, nine o'clock at night and they start administering her, you know, morphine because she's in such pain. They give her a whole bunch of medication. Now, prior to that last ER, the one thing that was a, kind of like a breakthrough for any kind of relief, my wife took her to one of those IV bars that they have on campus. They have a, like an IV place where they, you know, rehydrate kids who are hammered. You know, they have that now. There's yeah, an IV those. bar. Yeah, they have those. Like they have them in Vegas. They have them for people to kind of re- get rehydrated. And oh. They make a they make a pretty penny off. Never it. seen that before. So my wife takes her to that just to get some fluids in her because she can't hold anything down, food or anything. Any medication they gave us comes right back up because she can't hold it. And she's sitting there, and a lady who's working at the IV bar goes to my wife. She goes, "Hey, let me ask you a question. Have you been? Uh, has she been thrown up for a long time? Because what she's doing is very." Similar to something that I had. And she goes, yeah, she's been thrown up for three days straight. And she starts rattling off all these cinemas. Has she been doing this? Has she been doing this? She goes, yeah. She goes, oh, my God. Your daughter has what I had. It took me 20 years for someone to diagnose what I have. And your daughter, I know for a fact she has it. It's called cyclic vomiting syndrome. It is a episode where you go for days of nonstop gagging and all that kind of stuff for days. And it's brought about by stress. And, and anxiety and stuff like that. And the, and the lady was telling my wife, that the only way you, you can get rid of it is when you go into a place, you have to say she has cyclic vomiting syndrome, nothing else, because basically they'll just offer medication. Mm-hmm. This cyclic vomiting thing is where they they knock them out with a, you know, like you're going into surgery. Like a sedative? It, they, have to, they have to break the, the connection from the brain to the stomach to com- completely stop them from doing that. And then it's brought on, and then it's stopped through medication, like anti-anxiety medication and things like that. It's the only way to break it. And so, as of last night, she was fine. Did they knock her out in the ER then? No, they gave her at the ER. They they couldn't do that at the ER. They gave her um, uh, morphine yeah. and some other stuff that she never got before at any other ERs. So, I have no idea if that worked. I'll find out this morning, because they're supposed to fly home this morning. And if she keeps going, then... I told April, I said, listen, if she can't fly, you might have to just drive her home. We might have to drive her home because there's no way, you know, you can't get her on a plane like that with a bunch of people and she's sitting there going, Wah! I mean, it's loud. 
It's loud, man. Imagine like the loudest yeah, time yeah, you've ever yeah. done it. And it's just a hot mess with this thing, man. It's unbelievable. You, either, you feel so helpless because there's nothing you can do. Imagine getting sick for four to five days straight. There's no breaks. Five-minute breaks at max. And then you start again. Oh, my God. And the only relief they find is by inducing their own sickness. You know what I mean? Fingers in the yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's the only relief that they can find. It's the worst thing ever. I feel so bad for it. So that's where I've never, been. I've never heard of that before. I never heard of it at all until this lady at the bar, uh, at that IV bar, told my wife about it. So when we come, when she comes back here, you know, if she gets it again, I don't know what uh, can be prevented with its anxiety medication or whatever. But hopefully it can be dealt with because these Alabama ERs, they are all full. The, ho- the, the the rooms are all full. The ERs full. It's like everyone in Alabama is dying all the time or has some kind of illness. It's just unbelievable. We have three well, different ERs, been in three different towns. Well, I and mean, they're all slam packed. Field. I mean, coming from, I have anxiety and things like that, so I I can kind of understand in a small way, but feel good that it's only that. You know, oh, that, yeah. that it's not something it be worse, more major that you know she would have to have surgery or something. Now that that, that is terrifying. Having your mind go in places can be terrifying because a lot of times you, you don't control it. My son, he, he gets sick anytime that he, he gets car sick. And even when he puts the armbands on, he'll get sick just with the armbands because his mind is going to that location. So at least that she has, you know, some hope there that there could be some medication that would Hopefully help, there's help her out. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's so hard as a parent. Anybody can relate to this if kids have ever been sick. You just sit them, seeing them in a hospital and there's nothing you can do except pat their back and rub their back. That's it. There's nothing you can do to comfort them at all. It's so hard. So I'm just hoping it's wrapped up. I should find out. Hopefully, I'll get a call from my wife this morning to see if it's if it's gone or not. But I don't know how she's going to get home if she can't fly home. I think that driving is the only way. That's it. Nothing you can do. Well, now that they, they kind of have, in a weird way, a diagnosis or uh, some place to search, maybe, you know, obviously the woman that you saw at the bar, she was doing much better. You know, so yeah, she she sounded like because she wrapped, you know, got under control with some medication and things like that. So yeah. hopefully it works because it's you never know when it's going to be what kind of stressful or uh, event is going to bring it on. And once it comes on, there's no getting rid of it. You can't unless it's just days in the hospital like I did last yeah. week. It was five days straight in the hospital and they control it with medication. That's it. Mind is a crazy thing. It's nuts, man. So I'm hoping I've never, you know, I've, anxiety and stress is. I've never had any problems like that, so I don't really understand it. And I'm hoping that a pill that she could take daily or something like that would maybe prevent the next episode from happening. Because it is brutal. It's uh, the, the only thing I can relate to. It's debilitating because you are a prisoner in your own body. You are, you are trapped and there is no way. And I, I've had that. I, I missed. Do you take a pill? No, I, I'm, I'm lucky I'm not on any medication right now. I have taken some pills. I have taken a Xanax when I, I needed it. Does it work? Yeah, but I don't like the way it makes me feel. Yeah, I don't think a lot it, of people some, do. Some people it, it works very well with. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's weird how stress will take over your mind, and you don't realize that it's even happening. You don't realize that you're stressed out. And, obviously, she's going through a lot of stress of, you know, oh, you know, I, I'm supposed to be in school. I'm supposed to be this. I'm supposed to be that. But I'm not this. I'm not that. I'm going to disappoint everybody. And then it's just this whirlwind of crap in your head, and you don't even realize why you're in pain, and it's all because of that. So it's good that— that she's recognizing and that you guys are recognizing it too. That's, that's I hope, good. I hope something happens, man, because this is an absolute nightmare. So, again, just a little memo to anybody who has a family member that does this. It's a thing called cyclic vomiting syndrome. Look it up. Maybe it can help 
someone in your family. I don't know. But we, hopefully it helps us. Yeah. Well, that's good. It's good getting it out there. Keep it posted. I'll see what happens next. You're listening to the Sherman and Tingle Show on 97.1 FM, The Drive. And on The Drive mobile app.